Welcome to the Water Podcast. Water is a family of libraries for testing web applications. You can find more about it at water.com. This is episode 67, recorded on January 10th, 2017. My name is David Bignola, and I'm a software tester in Southern California. Today I'm talking with Mark Barzilay of Sprite Cloud. Mark, how are you doing? Hi, good day. I'm fine, thank you. Mark, what does Sprite Cloud do? Sprite Cloud is a software testing company located in Amsterdam, the Netherlands, and we do uh, functional software testing, uh, both uh, manual and automated. And for test uh, automation, we also have built open source uh, frameworks and tools uh, and also a test automation platform to run tests on. Okay, good. So today I wanted to talk to you about Lapis Lazuli. Am I saying that correctly? Yes, you are. Yes. And that's named after a beautiful gem? Exactly, yeah. I think we uh, we did not have uh, much uh, inspiration and uh, this gem was still available, or the name at least, so we decided to choose it. Okay. Yeah, well, it's probably better than some of the goofy names I give my my gems. So, <laughs> All right. Okay. So, what was the inspiration to create this? Right. So uh, we've been working since the beginning of, of Sprite Cloud, and maybe even before, uh, with uh, a Selenium WebDriver and Water WebDriver in combination with uh, Cucumber to set up uh, test automation scenarios. And uh, we noticed that for a lot of clients, it's basically the same setup of test scripts uh, if you start a a test automation suite. So we wanted to have um, a a gem or framework that could easily uh, generate this start, this framework from, from scratch, and also to have helper functions, if you like, for uh, Wattier to make it a bit easier for for testers uh, who are not too technical to also create step definitions that's, that are used in Cucumber. Okay. So this integrates with Cucumber and it helps bridge the gap between Water and Cucumber? In a way, yes. So it, it helps creating... Uh, test scenarios, cucumber test scenarios quicker because, yeah, the uh, a couple of functions um, are very easy to read and understand within uh, Lapis Lazuli. Mm-hmm. One, okay. uh, yeah, additional feature I, I have to say is that Lapis Lazuli also integrates well with our test automation platform, uh, so that allows us to show screenshots uh, and pass the version, uh, for example, of a, yeah, a website under test. Uh, so it's, it's much easier for uh, reporting purposes to analyze results and, and look at it. Okay, that's good. Now I notice you also in there, you have support for browser and API, so REST API. Using uh, Faraday, is that it? Yes, uh, exactly, yes. 
It's a good question. We haven't been using it too much because basically uh, using API tests, then you can fall back on, yeah, on just standard uh, Ruby code and Ruby gems and frameworks. So that's not, um, yeah, that's not widely used, uh, that feature. Okay. All right. And within uh, Lapis, there's a browser module and a world module. And within the world module, there's a browser within that. Could you explain what the differences between those are? Um, that's a good question. So basically, when you start Kikumer, we we initiate the the world module of uh, Lapis Lazuli, mm-hmm. and basically that enables us to to do all kinds of things like load uh, config files uh, and load environment variables, but also uh, load a browser instance. So whenever that world module is is uh, launched or started, then we can specify what kind of browser we want to use. Is it Firefox or Chrome? Any other framework that we uh, want to use within uh, Labs Lazuli. Once this browser module started, then we also have access to the additional the additional functions, if you like, next to the water functions for that browser module. So, for example. With whether you would have a browser uh, dot find, and we extended that browser dot find to also use um, a like function. So you don't have to generate XPath, but it generates XPath for on its own for itself. So I hope that's that's a bit clear. Yes, that is. Okay. And then some of the advantages of using the browser module, it looks like you've got some different capabilities in there to create and restart, close a browser, and correct me if I'm wrong, but use more than one browser? Uh, we, uh, yes, we can use uh, multiple browsers. So, for example, for a chat app, it's quite nice to have two browsers open and be able to communicate uh, with each other. Typically, we are using just one browser. Okay. What are some of the other advantages of using Lapis over not using it, I suppose? Right. Uh, Lapis Lazuli also has a remote uh, option to it where you can easily connect to any other online service uh, such as browser stack or source labs uh, to run your test on apparently or obviously selenium has that functionality as well but with lapis lazuli we find it uh, fairly easy to uh, to set it up um, and to to connect to those another one i like a lot is the additional features or extensions of, of finds and the weight uh, functions. So we've, we actually have a, a website that's called testautomation.info. And this is where we at least try to document uh, all the functions as, as much as we can. Um, it's always a work in progress, but uh, in there you can, you can see what functions Lapis Azuli uh, contain and yeah, also 
uh, example snippets, example code snippets to to see how to use it. Okay. Would you say that Lapis Lazuli is more like a library or more like a DSL? It's a, it's a library. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and all the all the test uh, scenarios or test frameworks, test suites that we've built, they can all be used without Lapis Lazuli. But yeah, using Lapis Lazuli does enable us to yeah to make it a bit easier to read for our testers so uh, what we try to do is actually not have only technical testers be able to set up test suites using our, our frameworks but also testers who just started with test automation and who just started with uh, scripting a scripting language such as uh, ruby mm-hmm. that's a big help for people starting to have helper libraries to help them exactly yes Okay. And are there any other advantages about it that I haven't asked about yet? Mm, I guess I've, I've already explained a little bit about the integration with the Calliope.pro test automation platform. And uh, basically, yeah, those there are a few functions over there that, that have not been mentioned yet, but are are really useful to uh, <laughs> to use. For example, um, error handling. If a scenario fails, then you you don't need to handle that specifically. But Lapis Lazuli would uh, catch the error, make a screenshot, and also processes that uh, and uploads that to the test automation platform and tries to give yeah a, an understand the most yeah, an understandable error message uh, as much as as it can. Okay, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you predict for is the future for Lapis Lazuli? You guys will plan to keep supporting it? Uh, yes, we definitely will uh, keep supporting it, uh, and uh, we also have. Uh, uh, questions coming in from clients or, or just uh, um, open source uh, lovers <laughs> to see if we can add additional features. Uh, for example, support uh, mobile browsers apart from only desktop browsers. Uh, so there is an integration with uh, Appium, for example, that we can, can work on. Yeah, actually, um, we we plan to keep uh, supporting it, uh, but we don't have a specific roadmap for it. It really depends on what the requests are from, yeah, from the the outside, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And probably how they match up with your own needs. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So if any of our our friends of the water community started using Lapis Lazuli and they wanted some help, what would you recommend for them to get help answering questions or whatever? Right. So we have in the Lapis Lazuli GitHub uh, repository, we have uh, an issues uh, tracker. So any issues that uh, come in there will we'll actively review and, and process and respond to. But you can always contact us directly at uh, Sprite Cloud as well by using 
uh, support at spritecloud.com. I'm going to put links into the show notes, and I really appreciate your time. Thank you for coming on the podcast and explaining the great work that you guys are doing. You're most welcome. Thank you very much for this uh, interest in our uh, framework. Thank you for listening to the Water Podcast. You can leave a comment at soundcloud.com slash waterpodcast. You can donate to the Water Project at water.com. This podcast is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License. All links will be in the episode show notes. Music for the Water Podcast is by Lee Rosevere, entitled Puzzle Pieces, released February 2016 under the label Happy Puppy Records. <laughs>